Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana, your one-stop shop for Grizzly Athletics. Uh, your updates on players, you know, your updates on events. Today we're going to be talking about the basketball tourney that is starting this week and also we're going to get into spring football. How you doing, Angel? Oh, not too bad, Adam. How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. I'm ready to talk some basketball and some spring football, man. Yeah, hundred percent. What a year, weird year it's been, huh? Yeah, I'm. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm just glad we have some sports. You know, yeah. a year ago, it, it's it's weird because you know, a year ago we I started this podcast and you know we you we, we were I was going into it and started with basketball and then all of a sudden you know the pandemic hit and mm-hmm. just things started shutting down yep. huge and yep. uh, yeah, I'm just glad we get to we get to see some basketball, man. Uh, me too, man. I'm tired of the Netflix binges, you know? I need some meal in my life. <laughs> nice, nice. So, hey, we're going to talk about some men's uh, Big Sky basketball tournament mm-hmm. today. So, you know, the men are going to be playing. Uh, they're the number six seed. They're going to be playing Idaho, um, I believe, this Wednesday, uh, about 3 o'clock yeah. uh, Mountain Time. Um, one thing that I thought was really crazy is those are the only two teams that have played the top three uh, I believe teams in the Big Sky. So Idaho and Montana have all played the top three uh, schools. No one else in the conference has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Montana has a better record. I believe they're twelve and twelve, and mm-hmm. and Idaho is one in nineteen, maybe one in twenty. I don't know. Don't quote mm-hmm. me on that. But I do know that they beat um, our arch nemesis, uh, the Cats. One, they split their um, mm-hmm. two games. So I uh, mm-hmm. can't wait to to hear to see that and to, to hear some basketball, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things, I think just in general, uh, you play your best, um, uh, personally, your best basketball at the end of the season. You know, yeah. this is the time, this is crunch time. And it's it'll be kind of interesting to see. I think obviously when I think about Idaho, I think about Montana, I'm going to choose Montana. You know, I think they have a better record. I think they're, they're, they're stronger just in overall positions and they just have a better chance opportunity. But that's not to say, you know, sports is is absolutely wild. You never know what to expect. You know, I've been part of some games where it should have been the other way around. I've been part of some games where, you know, the unexpected happens. You know, you can really can only do so much preparation, but you really don't know until you step on that court. You know, it's kind of like that Mike Tyson saying, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Punched you know, face. Yep. and it's just one of those things. You don't necessarily know how it's going to roll. So I'm going to go Montana. I think that's a safe bet. But like you said, they've had that co- that top tier composition as far as the conference play. And so it'll be kind of interesting to see how it plays out, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, you know, every Grizz fan, um, diehard fan knows this year has been nothing even close to what a Grizz basketball fan would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's been ups and downs. You know, we beat Washington this year, which was an uh, at Washington awesome game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we lost to Southern Utah, both, uh, both games. So there's been some high highs, low lows. Um, and so with new guys coming in, young guys coming in, not knowing the system, um, not knowing each other. Uh, it, I, I think at one point before some players left, they had, you know, eight or nine players that were new to the system. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have inconsistent play. Um, what I've liked um, personally, is the, this team? This could, team could have cratered, man. This team could have just, hey, 
you know, we're not good this year. We're, we're done. This team has not done that. Mm-hmm. It has the Montana grit, that Montana fight. We're going to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're playing for ourselves, but we're playing for Montana as well. Um, and so I'd like to see that. You've seen, you know, the last four games. They've won four straight games mm-hmm. uh, coming into this game. You know, two versus Idaho State and then a two versus Warner Pacific. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lesser competition, but they did blow those that team out um, this weekend. Um, you know, if we do win this game, you know, we'll play Weber state, which will be a different kind of level, a different kind of pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weber state likes to play fast. Um, just going into some of the numbers, you know, I, I, I love, you know, uh, statistics. I'm kind of a nerd like that. I like to go on to Ken Palm and kind of look on things and, you know, Idaho, you know, out of the 358, maybe 356 teams they're ranked 354 mm-hmm. um so they're the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. you know we're ranked pretty much middle of the barrel 191 mm-hmm. um but you know that there there's some discrepancies of of what we need to see with that game mm-hmm. uh one of the things is is tempo um montana does not play at a really fast tempo they play you know half court um, so what's going to be really key is um, not limiting the turnovers, uh, limiting fast break points, um, and then just not having those huge long droughts of you know four or five minutes where you're not getting um, a basket. Points, yeah. The flow, you know, it, yeah. there's sometimes this year where the the flow, you know, you have one guy dribbling around and you have four other guys um, looking and standing. Um, so that's going to be be key and just playing with emotion, you know, you know, we don't have any seniors on this team. Um, So, you know, where's the emotion going to come from? Mm -hmm. This is a whole new season. This is what's awesome about March madness is Mm -hmm. these conference tournaments. These teams, none of these teams are going to get into the tournament just by not playing this tournament. They have, they have to win this tournament. Mm -hmm. They have to win this tournament to get into the, the big tournament. So, um, a lot of these ga- games are going to be close because mm-hmm. you're you're battling for your life. So mm-hmm. exactly, and I think you brought about a good point. Right now, they're on a hot streak, you know, a four game win streak. It's always a confidence booster. Winning any type of game, going on a little run mm-hmm. like that, it's going to put them in a great position, you know, to kind of start off the tournament because they know what tasting feels like, and they, they know what it what it tastes like to win, and they know what it tastes like to lose. And so, mm-hmm. right now, I'm sure they're going to say, "Well, we turn winning 10, 10 out of ten times." <laughs> And so because of that, you know, having that confidence booster coming into the tournament um, is going to put them in a good place. You know, obviously they have Idaho starting off the tournament. And so that's going to put them in a position to really kind of get their feet wet because it's like you said, it's a whole new season. You know, yeah, it, definitely. it's a different bar game, ball game, you know, playoffs as compared to regular season play when I was playing football. It was 360, you know, yeah. you're getting, and anytime anybody plays Montana, you're going to get their best shot. You exactly. Know? And so that's a huge thing, too. You're not just playing you know, Idaho at the beginning, you know, you're playing Idaho that wants to rip your head off, you know, because of that rivalry. So it's kind of interesting to see how it's going to go because everybody gives Montana the best shot. And like you had mentioned as well, they have such a young team. You know, I think looking at the numbers there, like I think you had mentioned that they're in the top 10 percentile of of playing time for, for freshmen. Yeah, they're 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 pretty far up there. You know, I I don't know the number off the base of my head. Uh, I, I, heard the number they're in in the top uh per minutes for for players that's what you said 
Yeah, for freshmen having those minutes. You know, we've had a lot of freshmen, you know, Josh Bannon, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Whitney, Robbie Beasley um, have those minutes. Um, and this is this is something that, that isn't being talked about either, Angel, mm-hmm. is all these guys aren't losing a year of eligibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, this is this is a free year. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they if they don't want it to count it to count against their eligibility, it doesn't count. They're still mm-hmm. freshmen next year. Exactly. So um, this is just benefit be, benefiting Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, just to go into some of the numbers that I forgot to go into, you know, tempo, you know, we're ranked 302nd in tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I mentioned, you know, um, that the flow. Um, you know, we're ranked 171 in, in defense, which, you know, you can kind of um, know that because, you know, Travis DeCure, Coach DeCure preaches defense. If you're not playing defense, you're not going to be on that court. Yep. Um, you know, our offense is kind of middle of the pack. We're ranked 230. But, you know, it, it it's not too far off with, with mm-hmm. Idaho. You know, Idaho's tempo is 253, mm-hmm. you know, and then their offense and their defense are ranked in the bottom way, way bottom of the barrel, but their tempo was a little bit faster uh, than ours. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a blow up by any means. Oh yeah, <laughs> It's a conference tournament. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, uh, if you don't bring it, you're going to get, you're going to get whooped. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I don't think Montana's going to overlook these guys. No. I think they, they have their, their sights set on, on their goals and their goals is to, to make a, a third straight, NCA tournament and mm-hmm. so and I um, think uh kind of long term as far as because I remember when I first came in it, it got to a point after that first year we were a relatively really young team you yep. know it took a couple of years to kind of rebuild the program and every year it was just a little better and every year is a little better and obviously that senior year you know we finally broke that kind of curse we we made it to the playoffs made made a little bit of a run that type of stuff and it's only going to get better on and that's why I'm really yeah. excited for this year. And I feel like this young um, basketball team is kind of on that same route. You know, they're kind of going through the trials and tribulations. They're kind of that tempo is only going to go up, you know, with, yeah. and it comes with experience. It comes with with that leadership. Guys are going to find their roles on their team. And I think if they buy into the program and accept their roles, whether it be a leadership position, whether it be a follower position, you know, and I think really kind of buy into the program like that and really take the coaching, really take, you know, everything in between all that. Um, I think they got to, they're going to set themselves up for success for this next couple of years to come. You know, like you said, yeah. Trap is, is a defensive guy, you know, and, and I'm sure with that comes with kind of increasing that temple as well in general. You know, and I think they're going to do a good job about doing it. It's just really kind of finding guys to really kind of fit the role. I mean, they're fresh. They're they're a year out of high school, a lot of those guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the biggest thing. You hear NFL, you hear collegiate. You know, the biggest change in collegiate sports is the tempo, is the speed. A lot of people can hang with it. And so it's an adjustment period for them. And so that's what it really is. But other than that, kind of thinking about that, that's still impressive in my eyes that it's such a young team. And they're nowhere near. You would expect them to be at the bottom of the barrel, you know. You would expect, yeah. you know, especially because they're being a young. They're such a young team. But that just goes to show the type of talent, the type of grit, the type of toughness, toughness and pride that these guys come with every single day. That that they're nowhere near the bottom of the barrel, you know. Exactly. A fighting chance, and they they put themselves in a position to succeed and make a run. It really just depends how how the pieces kind of fall when it comes when it's all said and done. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned something that I want to kind of go on to mm-hmm. is you know there's a lot of freshmen um, that haven't played in mm-hmm. you know a conference tournament. But yeah. if you go back, you know our sophomores 
have not played in the conference tournament either yeah. because last year it got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. So, so you've got even more, you know, mm-hmm. lack of, 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 you know, what, what is going to happen? What is this going to feel like? You know, mm-hmm. there's not going to be too many fans, I believe in the arena. So it's not going to be a packed house, a packed house like it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're going to have, you know, a, 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 a kind of a weird it's not going to be a home game it's not going to be a road game it's going to be in a in a, a bigger arena um it, there's going to be a lot more people there uh with um photographers and and stuff like that um and, and a different a huge different kind of pressure that they probably have never faced this is do or die time exactly. and this is where the rubber meets the road and mm-hmm. and you're going to really see who has that grit who has that and I like to call it the assassin um, type yeah. attitude. Yeah. Um, Said Pridget had that assassin attitude, man, mm-hmm. where he, you know, he he got into the the zone and he was not going to be denied. Exactly. He was going to load up everybody on his back. He's going to do whatever it took. Um, who's going to have that assassin mentality mm-hmm. and kind of step up and say, hey, I'm the leader. This is my game. This is my team. Let's mm-hmm. go. And that's something that we've lacked kind of all year. You know, there's been some great um, players that have stepped up that have shown that for a game, but I don't think we've seen that for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that that's going to happen with younger, younger guys, um, mm-hmm. you know, any our older guys, you know, um, have left. Some of them have left this year. Um, and, you know, Mac Anderson is our oldest guy. He's a junior this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just last year, he just started getting into the groove this year. He's got a little, little bit more of an expanded role. Um, and so, you know, you don't have a senior on the team. So exactly. And that's also comes with just establishing the culture, you know, like you said yep. last year, not only the freshmen, it's their first time kind of going into a championship kind of tournament like this, but on top of that, the sophomores didn't have that opportunity last year, you know, which would say earned, you know, they, they qualified, they were going to, you know, go and really hopeful about the season. But then you saw how it played out, you know, the pandemic kind of hit and they, they called the season short, you know, so it's, it's one, it's, it, it kind of sucks for the players because, you know, they earned that right to be there and it would have been awesome experience. But now thinking it from a, a coach's perspective, you got to start all over again. You have two yeah. generations of, of basketball players that are still learning the culture. You know, they're still learning that, hey, you know what? The championship, the the tournament that we're going to is not is something that we earn every single year and it's expected. So establishing yeah. those expectations for the players, you know, but since they they missed last year, you know, it's kind of hard to do it when there's not even a tournament to have, you know. Yeah. So this is really kind of a huge building year, but uh, I'm never going to rule them out. You know, I like I said, I think uh, I had mentioned to you before the call that they've had some f- flashes of brilliance. You know, they have, have a relatively strong home record. You know, their away workers is kind of where they struggle. So is that necessarily mean that that they're not qualified? No, that that means that, hey, you know what? They're learning how to adapt, you know, to going to somebody else's home turf to play. They're learning how to adapt and get comfortable playing at home, too. You know, so there's a lot of small learning curves and learning objectives. They they got they got to kind of hurdle and jump through in order to get to where they want to go. So I'm really hopeful for the team. I think they're a talented team and it's going to, I think like I keep mentioning, they're going to put them in a position to succeed for years to come. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, the potential of this team, uh, the, the guys that are coming in. Um, I, I know one of them that I've, I've talked to and we have an episode here in the near future with mm-hmm. a, a recruit that uh, Jonathan Braggs, 
another great guy, um, great, great player, came from a, a huge basketball area uh, down in Bishop Gorman in Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, and then some other guys that I, I believe uh, uh, so from Montana, there's, there's another guy that's coming in next year, uh, the year after. So, um, you know, it's kind of, it's going to be kind of weird to see who, how many players leave. And, mm -hmm. and I was talking to one of my, my friends um, about this is, is, you know, since no one has losing eligibility and this is way off, but um, what's going to happen, what's going to mm -hmm. happen to the teams, there's going to be, a, and, and, and you probably know it, you know, when you don't experience success, Mm -hmm. You know, you see some players dig in and dig in their holes or you see players jump ship. Mm -hmm. And with the transfer portal, that's an easy way just yep. to jump ship and say, hey, I'm out of here. You know, I've got a year. I don't have a free year. I can go somewhere else. It looks, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. But it, it'll be interesting to see what happens to teams. You know, I don't think we're going to lose too many people. I mm -hmm. think we've kind of lost our guys that I think would have left um, here in the beginning of the year and then at the end of the year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see other teams and what happens to them. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like you said, it's a free year, you know. Yep. So being able to have that year, I mean, there's multiple. I mean, I've seen many players that I came in that I thought for sure we're going to stick around but for one reason or another. You know, that's their reasoning. And I, I'm not necessarily against it or for it. It's just one of those things. It's like there's a reason for it. But like you said, sometimes aggressive gear on, on, on the other side. Sometimes there's personal issues that they're going through. So you never know from a fan perspective what really looks like. But what you see is, OK, well, they're not committed to the program. Um, you know, those are kind of the generic answers. So I kind of challenge a lot of listeners and viewers to look at it from a different perspective to say, hey, you know what? It may not just be the right fit. It may not be the right time. The offense might be exactly what their strengths kind of help highlight. You know, so there's yeah. a multitude of reasons. So I think keeping that open perspective is is really kind of helps in understanding like, OK, well, there's other reasons as opposed to it. they just didn't like Montana. Because 10 yeah. out of 10 times so far in the conversations that I've had with a lot of guys, they love the culture. They, they love the community. You know, they love the, the, the parts that come with, you know, Montana football, Montana basketball, you know, men's and women's sports, you know, tennis, you know, everything. They fall in love with the place. And there's a reason for that. It's an awesome place, an awesome community to be a part of. But there's also underlying, you know, kind of questions there and concerns that may kind of convince them to say, hey, you know, well, there's an opportunity at another school where there'd be more playing time or, you know, just a better trajectory to potentially make it because I'd like to believe that all athletes do this one because, you know, they're part of something bigger and so they love representing the community. And then two, it's also, you know, you get an opportunity of a lifetime to potentially make it to the big leagues, you know, set your family up for success, set yourself up for success and kind of breed, bring about pride and, um, you know, kind of, What's, I guess what's another term? Pride and uh, um, along those lines, I guess. I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> you put me on the spot, man. I was just like, uh, pride, pride. I don't have my, I don't have my dictionary here, man. Yeah, okay. I don't have all the answers, man. So just kind of a sense of pride, knowing that they were rep able to represent, you know, kind of the, their roots, you know, and Montana is included in that, and at the at the highest level of competition, and you know, I think there's there's. So, like, kind of going back to what you said is it'll just be kind of interesting to see how it kind of plays out, you know. But um, but like you said, I'm pretty – I'm relatively confident that the guys that left for whatever reason, you know, they're kind of – they they left already. And so the guys that are here, I think they're going to stay here to, you know, kind of see how this plays out and 
you know, they're optimistic about the future. And um, so we'll kind of see how it goes too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I I love the pieces that we have. So, Hey, let's jump into some spring football, man. Oh man. You, let's ready? Do it. you ready? Oh, before that, before that, yeah. we also have to give a shout out to the, the women's basketball team. Oh gosh. Well, I'm losing my mind, man. Get losing that, my man. Mind. What are we gosh. doing? Gosh. Gosh, no, yeah, I think their tournament starts um, today. I believe, right? Believe today. Yeah, yeah. today they've um, the game number one is against Sac State. They play today. I think their game number three. I believe. Okay. I'm, did I, I'm, did I, they already? Did they already play? I'm, I'm going to check the scores. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, they played today again. I believe against Sac State as well, yeah. or Sac State. Yeah. yeah, like you were saying. And it was kind of the, the same situation because we're the number six seed in yep. that tournament as well. I think Sac State was number 11, too, um, kind of similar to the Idaho kind of men's Montana team. Um, so, But um, interesting enough and cool enough um, is that we have some uh, third-teamers on the Montana the, the Montana team. Yep. Well, we have it in Abby um, Anderson and then uh, Carmen. Um, I always like to say G. Feller, but I think it's just Feller, you know? Yeah, but I, yep. I don't necessarily know the distinction if it actually is G. Feller or just Feller, but still – you know, I, they they both got voted onto the third team. Um, I think uh, Carmen's a, uh, I believe she's a sophomore. I, I believe. believe so. I believe yeah. and so. And then Abby, Abby, I think she's a, either a junior or senior. But still, I mean, shout out to them. Awesome accolades, being able to represent the team like that. And so they're kind of in a, a in a similar situation as the men's team as well. You know, it kind of really depends. You never know with sports in general, but still at the same time, they're in the great position to at least start off the tournament and get give them kind of that juice to get an all winter their a win under their belt, hopefully, and kind of take it from them to see how far they can go. They are playing actually as we speak right now. As we speak, there you go. As we yeah. speak. Go so and it. you know, you know, uh just a little highlights is, is this is the first year of uh, Coach uh, uh, Petrino, Petrino. I'm always going to say his name wrong. Uh, it's a first year head coach. So using, sorry, my my dog is trying to chew at my cord. <laughs> <laughs> new pup, new pup. Yeah. Um, so this is his first year. So you know, having you know uh, the season that they did, you know, it. it I, I think the sky is the limit with yeah. with what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that they're building the culture like we said earlier is he's got to build that culture first you know and then get your players that you need for your system um but from all all accounts man i i think that this you know this group you know and farther down the line they can kind of restore because you know women's basketball was has been a a a cornerstone of montana for a long time with robin selvig um there um the great coach that he was. Um, so, you know, we've had a lot of good women's teams, a lot of good men's teams. Um, mm-hmm. And so we wish them luck and, and we're cheering them on. So mm-hmm. we're turned to dominance, man. That's all it really is. Exactly. Like establishing the culture and they're getting used to a new coaching staff and just have a new kind of system. So just like anything else, you know, that's how it was when Bob State came in, you know, to, it took a, it took a second to kind of pick up, you know, kind of everything we needed to kind of learn and, and, and understand when it came to his style of football. And the same thing with kind of Bobby Hawk when he came in, you know, it was a, it was a transition period. It was a learning curve. It was, you know, a, a rebuilding, a rebranding. And so um, it's d- different. It's like that for every coach that comes in. So they're in, they're in a good place. And I think they have some awesome individuals on that team, both the men's and women's. And I'm really excited, you know, just for the future of both programs. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we are going to be jumping from basketball into spring football. No, let's do it, man. We have, you know, less than what? A couple weeks? Couple no, of weeks, not a couple man. weeks. Three, two, two, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. April 10th is our first spring game. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. You have exactly April 10th, Central Washington. Central Washington. Uh, Yep. So they're part of the, I believe, the GNAC, uh, yep. the Great Northwest or Northwest uh, Athletic Conference, which uh, m- where I went to school, my alma mater, um, mm-hmm. we played them. Um, so, but also April 17th against Portland State. Yep. I've also heard, you know, there's, r- you know, rumblings out there that there might be a third game, mm-hmm. um, possibly the first, it'll be the first week of April. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if they do that third game, man, we we've got we've got football. We've got yeah. football in two 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 weeks, a little oh, over yeah. two weeks, man. Oh man, it's so exciting. It's absolutely incredible, man. Just thinking about it, like you said, Central Washington. I was kind of surprised though. I thought, you know, I thought for a while they were gonna I I didn't think that they were gonna schedule anybody from the actual conference to actually play. So that was a surprise to me because it was just finalized how many how many weeks ago? Fairly recent. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Portland yeah. State game um that was you know last week yeah last um, week. they they formalized that one last week which was a surprise to me mm-hmm. you know I, i'm fo- i'm for it we don't play yeah, them next they don't play regular season now huh no yeah. they don't play next next year yeah. so it kind of lined up perfectly yeah. um in you know central washington is is d2 um one thing that i would like to get into is you know the the guarantee the money so mm-hmm. you know we you know you're gonna have to pay people to come in and play that's just you can't can't get around that yeah um but one thing is portland state's getting thirty six thousand guaranteed Mm -hmm. and central washington is getting 35 Mm -hmm. so no to me i want to know your opinion um i just think that maybe is that a slight is that a slight to portland state saying hey we're going to give you you know just one more grand and Mm -hmm. you're in the same conference as us you know this is this is guaranteed money, mm-hmm. um, so it's not going away. We are going to be, you know, losing that. Now it depends on the, the health department as well. So mm-hmm. these games aren't solidified and scheduled. But w- how would you? How, what are your thoughts, Angel? W- do you think that it's a slight to Portland State, or or is it? You know, hey, Central Washington, they have a, they do have a pretty good team coming back. Let's reward them. You know what I think at the end of the day, it was really along the lines of, hey, what's best for the players right now? And I think giving them the taste of football, Mm -hmm. you know, is really kind of their priority. I think the money wasn't necessarily the focal point of the discussion. It was more along of, hey, can we make this work? Can we bring football to the stadium? It'll be great kind of of a, a feel point for both teams to kind of see where they're at maybe come up with some strengths, maybe come up with some weaknesses. So I think it was mutually beneficial on so many levels, but I do think the actual money aspect of it was kind of low on the list. It was just one of those things is, okay, well, we know we want to do this. Let's just throw a number out there and see if it'll work out. You know, it's not necessarily about the money, but at the same time, these are two different organizations, two different, you know, that, you know, obviously the universities thrive on, you know, making money in order to make things work like this so i don't necessarily know that answer to that i guess it's up to the fans i guess you know i'm throwing it out there to the fans right now 
reach out to us. Let us know what you guys think. Exactly. Give us your opinions, you know, those types of things. And uh, we'll take into consideration and you might get featured, you know, you know, comments and, you know, concerns on the next podcast. So that's kind of for the fans to kind of figure out because I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'd like to think that it was majority about football, but who knows? Someone might have a different opinion on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we'll get, you know, we'll get two games, possibly three. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see what will happen. Um, well, I do not. Curiosity. What, what, yeah. what do you think you'd want to see, you know, in those football games? What are you looking for you know, from, from, you know, from our side of the football? Like, what like what, see? like as a fan or like as a, as a, like a, if I'm looking at as a coach wise. Let's do both as a fan okay. to see and as kind of a, as a, as a kind of a football mindset, what do you, what, what strength are you looking for on the offense, on defense, is special team a role for, you know, what, what role does that play for you? You know, those types of things. Well, you know, I want to see, you know, like personally, you know, using this as a platform mm-hmm. for the spring, you know, I would like to see, you know, your first, your second string guys get reps. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you can only, and you know this is better than me. You can only lift so much weights and go against your brother on mm-hmm. the other side for so long, where you know hitting someone that has a different colored jersey than you mm-hmm. is just it, it's it's not the same. Oh, yeah. um, and so you know, getting reps um, for those starters and those backups, um, I would love to have some you know give some of that reward where 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 you know it's it's given if there's a guy that's been playing and and working hard and being a leader you know show it say hey you know this guy is going to get some more reps you know he's been working his tail off um and also you know i just i just want no one to get hurt um i don't want anyone to get hurt i don't want either side anyone to get hurt um i i just want this to be a clean game a a build off of last year okay Mm. so you know Last year was the the tipping point where um, you got to see the culture meet the expectation, and it almost live up to Grizz. You know what is expected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if we would have won one more game, you know the buzz, the mm-hmm. buzz would have been huge, mm-hmm. um, and you know I, I think it would have been huge. So I want to kind of see. Um, how the Grizz build off of that. Yeah. Where are they going to go from there? So right now, you know, QB is going to be essential. I would love to see, I, I'm going to be watching the QB mm-hmm. uh, and, and seeing how many reps, who gets the starts. Um, and then also, um, you know, your, your guys, man, your, your O-line, you know, yeah. the, the big guys that, that make the game what it is, and that's yeah. where you win the game. You know, there's been some great recruiting. Um, Bobby loves to have, you know, eight, 12 deep in the offensive line. Um, And he said that before. I think some of the guys that they have coming in are talented, are young, and they've got, they bring back a good group that are working hard, that are hard nosed, that they want, they want to live up to what happened last year and they're hungry. Um, And, I think everyone on that team is hungry just because they didn't get a fall and they didn't get a spring. Um, And so what are your thoughts, Angel? Well, there's a combination of things when I think about, you know, just how last year kind of ended. Obviously, the guys that were able to stick around that still had, you know, another year eligibility or another two years, three years, whether they be freshmen, sophomores, juniors. um, I think 
now that they got a taste of what it's like to be in the playoffs, I think they have an expectation that there's no reason why we don't belong there. You know, so that's kind of priority number one. So that kind of started off on top of that, how you mentioned they didn't get that fall season. You know, it's been a weird year. They've been away from football for such a very long time. So one of the things, obviously, with that, it's just such a weird year. So it's 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 kind of out of habit. You know, you get in a routine of every single year that, you know, you're you're told when to wake up, when to have breakfast, when to go work out, when to eat again, what are your classes like, when to practice, until kind of a year of uncertainty where it was kind of like the the, the coach kind of like, we don't even know what's going to happen on day yeah. basis. You know, I could only imagine what that player feels like that relies so heavily on the program itself. You know, now they're to the point where it's like, okay, we're getting back into a routine. We miss it. We want it back again. You know, we're familiar with the routine of what those practices are like, what those lifts are like. We're going to school on top of that, juggling, you know, three, four things at once. Some of those guys, you know, working as well. And so it's it, it's really kind of those things that they're ready to get back into football. And then when it comes to actually watching the game, one of the things that I think is just so um, you think about specific positions, obviously, you know, blocking, you play quarterback, play receiver, play defensive play, all those types of things. But one of the things that I'm kind of interested in watching is the timing of things, you know, what do those handoffs look like? You know, how, those outside sweeps, are they going to run some outside sweeps? Are they going to, you know, go for the long balls? Are they going to go quick, short passes? You know, what's, what's that mesh going to be like, the relationship? Because, you know, I'm sure those guys have been practicing and meeting up and, you know, but it's been probably on their own accord. Who knows? You know, yeah. as opposed to, you know, having those 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 coaching structured practices, you know, kind of. How, how, how they normally do it. And so I think the timing is really going to be important. It's going to be one of those things that's going to shake off the rust. It's going to expose where they need to get kind of better and their in their strengths. And they're going to be, okay, well, we need to get better in the run game. You know, mm-hmm. we'd like to be a little more consistent with that, you know? And so establishing those key performance indicators that kind of put them in a position to say, hey, we're good at this, but we can be better. Hey, this yeah. is a strength of ours, but we need to pick it up. You know, I think it's going to be huge to kind of see how it plays off, how the timing of the handoffs, what kind of holes we're able to kind of open up. So I'm interested to kind of see it as a whole, you know, from the offensive side, from the defensive side too, you know, kind of saying, hey, are they able to handle certain type of blocks? Can they handle double teams? Can they handle single blocks on the outside? You know, how are they kind of reacting to, to that offensive shift? You know, what if they come out with something that, you know, they didn't expect just because it's football? You know, you don't, you don't know what they're going to line up. And all you can do is give your best educated guess and play it off of that, you know? Exactly. So yep. it's really kinda, it'll be kind of interesting to see how it kind of plays off, how it progresses. And I think it's one of those things. I heard this quote this one time. He was just like, if, if you're a fighter, you you never want your first punch to be in the actual game or in the actual fight, you know? So now that they've been practicing, they're getting kind of that rust off. They kind of kind of get to see, hey, what's their punch like? You know, do they got to do some things? You got to change some things. And it's really going to kind of put them in a position to say, okay, we, we got some work to do because in football, there's always, there's always something to be done. And so yeah, I think exactly. that's the crazy part. And so really the sky's the limit for this team. I'm really excited to see where they take it. They're strong at so many positions, majority positions. I don't think I can list the one weakness that they really have when it comes to talking about the depth that they have, you yeah. know? And well, that was, that's what was crazy last year is, you know, I was, you know, doing my, you know, depth chart and kind of seeing where, where, where the holes were and everything. And it was crazy because, you know, you, you lose some people in cornerback and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, from all accounts, you know, oh man, that's one area and boom, 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 you get 
some high quality transfers yeah. from, you know, I believe Oregon state um, Louisville. Mm-hmm. And so you've got D one talent mm-hmm. on the outside. Now, yes, they haven't played and they don't know the system, but you've got when you've got D one talent on the outside, you know, that, uh, that opens up a whole lot. And if they can go one-on-one and you can just let your, your safeties go and, and, you know, you've got your linebackers, it, it, it kind of gives you a new level of, of what that defense can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got some holes to f- fill uh, with, with um, Dante leaving and, and, and also just with some new players coming in that are going to have to fill that, that spot. It's weird mm-hmm. saying Dante because it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like the the most recent thing, you know. Yeah, There's I'm like, thing. wait, wait, is that true? I'm like, yeah, that, that's think, that's true. I think Jace is gonna come and absolutely kill it, though. I know Jace personally. Jace yeah. is fantastic, not only a great football player, but he's he he's an even better man. And I can say that about every single guy on that football team. Not only are they great players, uh, they're great men in general. And I yeah. think because of that. Uh, Bobby's done such a great job in recruiting guys that are passionate about football, that care about the program, that really instill that pride and tradition of the Montana Grizzlies into their everyday life and their everyday culture. Because of that, buying into the pro- the program is the biggest thing, and I think it's going to yield success. You know, obviously, uh, I I think I'm getting a little bit too hyped right now. I'm going to try to turn it <laughs> off. Excited, I'm a little too passionate about this, but I think overall, I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for those guys. I think they're gonna they're they're, they're putting themselves in a great position um, to really kind of have a successful you know kind of 2022 season, I guess. Oh no, 21, 21, 21 season. Yep. Goodness gracious, yep. can't even one other year. You know, goodness gracious, it's but, been um, a crazy year. It's been yeah, a crazy yeah, year. To, to the cornerback situation, one of the things that I, I I think really benefited them was the fact that they were able to have this extra year. Mm-hmm. And so that's really yep. kind of where it's going to get interesting. You know, you talk about, hey, yeah, adjusting to the program. Well, they've been a part of the program for a year and a half now. They exactly. You know, they've been through winter conditioning twice. You know, they've twice. been through, you know, uh, they've been through, you know, kind of a spring ball. And right now they're in their fall camp kind of situation. And they get these mock games. You know, yeah. I think really that, that experience is really going to help them. And to think about uh, before that, I was already relatively confident with the experience that every position had, you know, thinking personally to offensive line. You know, a lot of those guys played last year, too. It was me inside that really kind of graduated, you know, from that offensive line. Now yeah. they got the third team or the second team or All-American uh, Conlon Beaver. That's my guy. Shout out, B. Yeah. You know, on top of that, they've had experience at every position going down the line that that was in the rotation as a two last year or, you know, that's been around the program for such a long time. You know, yeah. so it's really one of those things, man. I'm just excited for the whole unit. You know, it'll, it'll be kind of interesting, man. Grizz football, I think it's back, baby. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it kind of plays out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like you said, like a year and a half of, of, of work, you know, but that that helps the quarterbacks as well. And yeah. that's, you know, the, the, the light's going to be on them the most is is who's going to get that job. But also just with with getting to know and that bond with players, um, that I think that is even more of a a thing to look at is these guys have had to endure a lot, um, not just with pandemic, but hey, what how's my family? Um, you know what's going on? Because you know probably realistically, and I don't know the numbers, but realistically, these realistically these guys probably one of them or two of them or maybe more probably came down with COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, as a family member, you know, you grow s- closer when you go mm-hmm. through something hard. Um, right. And so um, I just think it helps the team even more because your bond is even stronger going through something like this that no one ever has gone through. Mm-hmm. Not, none of the coaches, mm-hmm. you know, you're going yeah. back way back when um, to, to something like this that has happened. So mm-hmm. exactly. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But like you said, man, that camaraderie, that 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 brotherhood that, you know, we kind of so strongly preach it's present. And yeah. so really, it'll be exciting to see, you know, kind of how it plays out for itself. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, this is, is going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait. I think I'm going to have to take a cold shower to kind of cool down from yeah, right? talking about some football, man. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's going to be great. Uh, listeners and, you know, uh, YouTubers, I don't know what the, what the uh, name is for it, but uh, we're going to have more uh, content. We're going to have more um, videos. We're going to have, we're, we're going to try to bring, the best to you because you know the content out there is is content we're going to bring content we're going to bring quality content Mm -hmm. um and we hope that you subscribe to the youtube channel Mm -hmm. uh we want you to join uh wherever you get your podcasts at um Mm -hmm. either it be apple google Podcasts, spotify itunes Mm -hmm. or iHeartRadio. uh tune in um uh spreaker stitcher any of those uh we are there uh and we want to hear from you so Mm -hmm. So rate and review us. That helps us with the algorithm of how we get our our podcasts on those platforms. We want those five stars. You know, we want to hear from you. Hey, we want this to happen. Hey, we want this person. We want to hear from this person. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, we're going to have a fan forum where we can get some fans on here with us here um, in the next couple of months where we get some fans on here and we, we talk as well. Um, so just things that are going to be coming um, that we're working on. We're going to be giving you our best um, and we would like you to join us and, mm-hmm. and, and join the ride and, and let us know what you want. Yep. And follow us on our, all social media platforms as well. Fight on Montana, nice and clean and simple. Be sure to give us a follow, shoot us a message if there's certain topics and subjects that you guys want to, you know, kind of really focus on for the following podcast. And uh, yeah, just reach out to us and let's connect. <laughs>